What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, my friends. How are you doing today? I hope that your day is going well. It is currently November 22nd. And today's episode is just going to be kind of a random chat. There's no like organized topic for the day. I'm just going to kind of talk about what's been on my mind, some things I've been loving lately. I currently have a can of Spindrift open. I don't think it's very carbonated. It's not very cold, but I just couldn't help myself. I wanted it right now. So I didn't really wait for it to get properly cold. I just bought them today at the grocery store. Let's give it a listen. Hear if she's got anything to say to us today. No, you literally can't hear the carbonation. Okay, anyways, I think I want to start making this a monthly thing. Like having an episode per month that's just like a little monthly chat. So we're starting off in November. This is the November chit chat. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for listening. I am gonna try to make this, like, not all over the place. I do want to get better at having just, like, a stream of consciousness, like a natural flow, conversating with the microphone, which in turn is conversating to you guys. I don't think conversating is actually a real word. I believe it's conversing. Um, Usually I'm pretty organized for these episodes, but like I said, Just have a couple little notes of things I want to touch on, some stuff that's been on my mind, some stuff I've been listening to, some stuff I've been loving. So I'm gonna try to keep it somewhat organized so I'm not rambling. But with that, I really have been obsessed with this one artist lately. I don't know if she is like in the process of a a personal rebrand of changing her genre. It's Maggie Lindman. She sings that one very popular song, like, I'm not just a pretty girl, I'm more than just a mama, I'm a daughter and a sister. And I don't like that song at all. But I somewhat recently came across a new album of hers, and it is a totally different vibe. It's very much giving me, like, punk rock. There's one song that's, like, fully just, like, screamo, um, if that's your vibe. Some real, like, emo lyrics, and sometimes you just need some songs like that in your life. I personally love a good punk rock, punk pop song. She's like kind of giving Avril Lavigne, but like maybe a little less pop, like maybe a little scarier at times, especially the lyrics, which is what I like really related to, not to get dark, (laughs) but I feel like a lot of her songs have really spoken to me The one is about, like, being paranoid, which if you listen to my episode about, like, my personal mental health struggles, you know the 411, but the one song that I'm really, really loving, it's called Different, and it's basically just about how she wishes she could be someone different sometimes, which I found to be very relatable, and it got me thinking because I do love myself, and I love who I am, and I love my little life, but still, like, Sometimes I just wish I was a different person sometimes. And I don't know if that's like relatable or very email, um, but I'm sharing it with you all because I feel like we're made to believe that we need to just be like one way or the other all the time. Like we're either like fully loving ourselves, enjoying life, like this is the best thing ever, or we're like laying in bed crying 
hating ourselves and our lives and I feel like you can do both. (laughs) Why just be one when you can be both of those things? And again, it's like not like a bad way or a concerned way. I just feel like it's a normal human experience. Like we're so complex and we have so many feelings and so many things that we go through in life. I just really related that song. So if anything that I just said related to you and didn't concern you, um, I would highly recommend listening to Maggie Lindman's song, Different. All of her songs on this new album are real headbangers. And personally, some of my favorite like gym music I've had this playlist on repeat while I've been working out lately and it really just gets you going. Kind of on that same topic of just like feeling like you have a lot of different facets to yourself, which I feel like is a totally normal human experience that we're made to feel like isn't normal through social media. Social media nowadays is like so reliant on aesthetics and niches that sometimes it makes you feel like you have to just fit into one box, especially as someone who creates content, which I think is why I've kind of taken a step back lately. Like if you follow me on Instagram and if you followed me on Instagram for a while, I have noticeably been posting less and less over the last couple years. And I just like can't get myself to fit into like a social media niche anymore. It just like doesn't interest me. It used to just be fitness stuff, but I just feel like there's so many other things that I want to talk about and post about that I just like don't post anything sometimes because social media favors niches. Social media favors content that is very specific to an audience and I feel like that's how you grow your audience and I just like I'm not interested in doing that. Sometimes I would rather just like not post anything at all than force myself to post stuff that just fits into a box. And I also feel like lately I've been really trying to figure out like who I am outside of what the world wants me to be. And again, I think social media makes that hard sometimes because there's so many aesthetics and types. It makes you feel like you have to just fit into one of those things. And when you don't feel like you just fit into one of those things, it's frustrating. While I'm like airing out some of my frustrations with social media, I feel like it's personally hard on my mental health sometimes because I really don't like to rely on validation of others. And that's something that I've really worked a lot on in the last few years. But that's like kind of the whole deal with social media. Like if your content isn't initially well received by other people, Instagram, for example, just like doesn't show it to anyone. And then it keeps not showing your stuff to anyone and it keeps your engagement low. And it's like, what's the point? I'm spending hours making content for people to not even see it. And it's hard to create content and then immediately feel bad about it when it doesn't perform well, even though I feel good about the content. Like I love the stuff that I produce, but it's still like, ugh, it hurts a little bit seeing it not get to the people that I want it to get to because I can like it as much as I want. Like I can love my content, but I want to help people and I want to inspire people and I want to make somebody laugh. So it's like a little bit of a bummer when it just, it doesn't get the chance to even do that, which is probably another reason why I'm not as active on social media anymore. Your early 20s, man, they're really just much wilder than I thought they were, not in the way that that just made it sound like. Not wild, like, staying out until 2am at the club. Wild, like, mentally exhausting wild. It's just so funny to, like, think back to being, like, 19, 20, and just really thinking that, like, I had everything figured out. And then in the last, like, three years, just having that kind of, like, shattered... There are so many things about myself that I've sort of like figured out over the last couple years that I did not ever even realize. And I think that's where the ignorance is bliss thing comes from. Like, 
I was maybe, I don't want to say happier, but like more mentally stable when I was a little bit younger. But I think that's because I didn't have like the self-awareness to even recognize anything that was going on inside of me. So it's a give and take. I would rather be who I am now and and be more self-aware of the things going on inside my mind and be struggling a little bit because healing is hard and that's just part of it. I would much rather go through that hard stuff than just completely not even realize it's there and never like dig into that stuff. The big thing that kind of was like a whoa moment for me lately, and I think I initially saw it on a TikTok, but it was like, is your personality, is is who you are really who you are and really what your personality is? Or is it a response to trauma? And boy, oh boy, did my therapist hear about that one. Like the crisis that ensued in my mind when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because I think a lot of the words that I would previously have used to describe myself, like perfectionist, determined, like a go-getter, motivated, those are parts of me that I've been like actively trying to work against and heal for the past couple years, which I know sounds backwards because I think we're told that those qualities are like good qualities to have, but there is a negative side to them. Like you burn yourself out and you're overcritical of yourself. Like there's absolutely a bad side to being like determined, motivated, go-getter. And because I've been thinking so much about those qualities over the last couple years and like actively working against them in some ways, it had me wondering like, are those actually my personality traits? Or is that just like the way I became over the years due to external circumstances that made me that way? So I feel like lately I've, I've really just been trying to figure out like who I really am outside of those things because I, I am motivated and I am a determined person and I think that is part of me, but not to the extent that it used to be. If you've heard me talk about like myself in college before, I was just insanely hard on myself, insanely busy, like overachiever. That That's the word too. All my life, I have been an overachiever. And it wasn't until I started therapy that I kind of unpacked that a little bit and realized that I was never overachieving to make myself feel good. I was overachieving to get validation from other people, which then made me feel good. Like my achievements didn't ever make me feel good unless someone else was validating them, which sort of goes back to what I was saying on like, I've been working very hard on not needing other people's validation. So now that I don't feel the need to have that as much, it's kind of like spun me into this orbit of like, well, who am I? Who am I outside of that overachiever perfectionist that I had been for so long? And I think finding yourself and reflecting on all this stuff is always an ongoing journey. Like I'm so young. I'm gonna be 25 in like a month and a half. I've got time to figure out who I am. And I feel like through therapy and through self-reflection, I find out more and more about who I am all the time and she's pretty cool. I like her. But it is just like crazy to unpack some of that stuff and realize that you might not know who you are. It's scary, especially when you've glued your identity to things that just don't serve you anymore. For me, the perfectionism, the overachieving. Like, I just don't want that anymore. And so it then it's kind of hard when you're like, all right, well, 
let's find out who Abby is outside of all that. This should be fun. <laughs> Which, like I said, I would much rather be figuring all that stuff out now and working through all these things, even if it's hard sometimes, because it's so worth it. Your relationship with yourself should absolutely be a priority. It's like the most important relationship you'll have because it's you. You got you through your whole life. So make sure you take care of yourself and work on whatever you got to work on to make sure that you have a happy, healthy life. The other thing I've been reflecting on a lot lately, I think it's just because my birthday is coming up, but it's crazy how you grow up so fast and you don't even realize it's happening. Like it's just little things that happen over time and then all of a sudden you're like a full-blown adult. I've been out of college and have been like a full-blown adult for a little while now, like a couple of years, but I don't know what. Something about the age 25 is like, wow, you you were an adult. Like you're a real functioning human being and I feel like I should still be like 17. When does that feeling go away? Does that ever go away? Am I always going to feel much younger than I am? Or like, am I always going to kind of feel like a kid that just now has more responsibility? I don't know why when I was younger, I had this idea of like what an adult was and that once you hit a certain age, some switch would just like flip and you'd now be an adult. But the older I get, the more I realize that adults are just like normal people trying to figure things out as well. I fully believe that no one has it figured out. Like, I don't care what age you are. Every age comes with probably a whole set of new things that you have to figure out and navigate. And so if I had to guess, I feel like I'm probably going to always feel like this a little bit, which I like. I would personally much rather have a childlike spirit than be totally jaded by the world. So if this is how it's always going to be, that's like kind of okay by me. But it's just so interesting how you live through all these monumental periods of your life. Like you graduate high school and you might go off to college and then you graduate college and you, you move out and you get your first apartment or your first house and you live through those individual moments. But it's not until you look back at all of them pieced together and you're like, oh my god, like seven years have passed. How did that happen? It's just all those little things that happen over time and then all of a sudden you're an adult and that's so wild to me. And I feel really fortunate for the pace at which I was thrusted into adulthood. I know not everyone gets to sort of ease their way into being an adult and it's really, really hard for people from a really young age. So something I'm feeling very grateful for. And speaking of feeling grateful with Thanksgiving coming up this week, I would encourage you to maybe make a little list of things that you are thankful for or grateful for. That's a great habit to do all the time, but especially this week to just think a little bit more about what you're thankful for because the actual celebration of Thanksgiving is not what we were taught it was and it's a little bit bleak, not so fun and friendly, all right? Pilgrims and Native Americans were not like gathered around a picnic table having a potluck. So if you're not like super keen on celebrating that aspect of Thanksgiving, I think focusing on what you're grateful for this week is a really great way to celebrate it, eat some good food, spend some time with your family and friends. Ah, this was something else that I wanted to remember to talk about. With the holidays starting, if you follow like fitness wellness people, you might hear people telling you to enjoy yourself on Thanksgiving, but 
don't eat leftovers because that's how you're going to gain weight is eating those leftovers two or three days after the holiday. And I get where that's coming from. I do. Like if you're trying to lose weight, you could easily put yourself into a caloric surplus multiple days in a row. But I am also just here to tell you to eat the damn leftovers if that's what you want. Not restricting yourself on the day of the holiday is great. But if you go into that holiday knowing you're not going to allow yourself to have any leftovers the day after, that's still that kind of restriction that I talked about in the last episode, which can easily lead you to have that sort of scarcity mindset on Thanksgiving Day. Like, I can't have any of this tomorrow, so I have to eat it all today. Which we all know I don't agree with, and of course, to each their own. And like I said, if you're on like a weight loss journey, I get where that's coming from. But I would even go as far as saying that you can incorporate Thanksgiving leftovers into the days after the holiday in a way that won't make you go into a huge caloric surplus if that is something that you're concerned about. But I also want to remind you that it really is the big picture that matters most. Like, yes, in the span of a week, you could eat more than you usually would. But think about that in the span of a month, if three months, of a year. Eating leftovers a few days after a holiday, in the grand scheme of things, is not what's going to make or break everything. I think a lot of this mindset and narrative still comes from that idea that, like, you don't trust yourself. Like, oh, I can't have leftovers after Thanksgiving because I don't trust myself. Like, it's going to cause me to spiral into weeks and weeks and weeks of eating too much. And I would argue that if you dug deep into that and figured out why you're feeling so out of control around food, because I know how that feels, like, I totally know that feeling, then enjoying your leftovers after the holiday isn't going to cause you to spiral into weeks and weeks and weeks of something that you didn't want to happen. I just know how annoying the holidays are for someone that struggles with food, as someone who has struggled with food for a very long time, and I don't ever want people to be stressed out about it and feel guilty about it, and I know it's hard to overcome those things, but I promise, like I said so many times in the last episode, it is possible to live your life and not let food control you. And it's not fun and it's not easy because healing never is, but it is worth it. And the last thing I'm going to say on this topic is we are literally just tiny little specks on a rock like hurling through outer space. So please let yourself enjoy this life. I think the other thing that I wanted to talk about, which... Again, this might be like oversharing and it might be like just a little bit venti. So if you guys don't dig this, please let me know because I can very well just say these things to my therapist <laughs> instead of into a microphone for you guys to hear. But I say the things that I say because I know that I'm not the only one that feels these things. So I personally have been struggling with working from home lately, which seems so silly because it's almost been two years that we've been working from home since we got sent home from the pandemic. And I'm actually not sure that I ever got acclimated to it in a way that really works for me. I've gone through periods of times where I feel okay about it, I feel really good about it, and then other times where I'm like really struggling. I just feel like in the past few months, more times than not, my days are waking up last minute, grabbing my laptop, sometimes getting back into bed with my laptop, staying in my PJs all day, like not getting outside. There will be multiple days in a row where I literally have not stepped outside. I feel like I've been spending way too much time on my phone. I don't keep up with like my personal emails the way I used to. And all of this has just been leaving me feeling very like blah and empty. 
And I think I'm really starting to realize that there's a balance between what feels good in the moment and what is actually good for me. What feels good for you in the moment might not actually be what's best for you. And I think back and I was like kind of miserable going into the office. Like I definitely didn't love it, but it provided a structure to my day that I didn't know I needed. I don't get that feeling anymore of coming home after work. I'm just home all the time, every day. There's no separation. And it puts me in that constant state of like blobbiness. It's obviously so nice to not have a commute and have a much slower paced day to day. But I feel like I've gone so far on the other side of things now. I used to wake up at like 5am every day, hit the gym, pack my breakfast and lunch and get to the office and then get home and unwind and do housework and make dinner. And I think that was definitely too fast paced for me. But now being home all the time, I feel like this is too slow of a pace and I'm not doing any of the things that used to make me feel good in the long term. For example, laying in bed all day might feel good in the moment, but it makes me feel like shit long term. And I just don't know how to break these cycles sometimes. I try to wake up earlier and I try to set my own routine, but I'm realizing I think I'm really bad at being my own boss. Like if I don't have a pressing reason to do something, usually like a deadline set by others or needs of someone else, I don't do it on my own, which kind of scares me a little bit, if I'm being honest. It just kind of feels like my zest isn't, isn't quite there anymore. And I used to be so hard on myself, but I'm wondering lately, is it possible that I am now too easy on myself? And I don't want to go back to how my life was, but I also know that I can't keep doing life how I am right now. I feel like the drastic change in pace of life from the pandemic has just been really hard to adjust to. And I try not to be so hard on myself. Like, I could easily be very hard on myself thinking that we're about to enter year three of being work from home due to the pandemic. And I still am not adjusted, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be hard on myself because there are so many ups and downs to things. And just because I once felt good about working from home and the slower, slower paced life doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to struggle with it. But I'm sick of not showing up as my best self. And I, I know there has to be a balance between where I show myself grace and I'm kind to of myself and still having self-motivation to get my butt up and do the things I know will make me feel good long term. So the first step to feeling more myself or even like figuring out what that means and having more structure was to get back into the gym. I have like a little home gym and I feel very lucky to have it and I spent a lot of money on getting the equipment for it. But to be honest, like I just, I don't have the motivation lately to do one more thing from home. I need to get out of the house. And there's a really cute little community center right down the road from my house that I joined at the end of the summer. And then I got a concussion, so I had to pause my membership. And I just recently unfroze it, like last weekend. And I have been making it a point after work to get my butt out of the house and go do something for myself that might be hard in the moment, but I know is going to make me feel good long term. Plus, paying for that gym membership definitely gives me an extra reason to go use it. And actually this past Saturday, I dropped the weight on my finger, which is really annoying and I definitely cried about it. It throws a wrench in the works. Like I'm trying to do what I can while having a little injured finger, but like I can't bend it. So I can't fully work out how I want to. And it just is very frustrating when I constantly feel like I get back into something and then something pushes me two steps back again. 
But again, I'm gonna work with what I can. I'm not gonna go to the doctor about my finger. Like, I'm not paying copay to find out if I broke or fractured a finger. It's bruised, but I can bend it a little bit. So I'm gonna assume it's okay-ish. <laughs> Last time I had to go see a doctor to know if I had a concussion, I had to go to an emergency room because Med Express doesn't do concussion stuff. So I ended up paying like a hundred some dollars for them to be like, yeah, you have a concussion. No way for us to really tell how bad it is. Just take it easy. So I'm just going to treat my finger like it is a little broken and keep it in the splint mat. Made me a, a splint out of a popsicle stick and tape. Um, and I'm going to ice her up still and call it a day until she's healed. Anyways, the hardest part of stuff like this with the gym and picking back up again is I miss that feeling of momentum. Like I said, I, I keep feeling like I'm hitting walls and stuff gets thrown at me in the way and I just look forward to having that consistency again. But I'm going to take this new little bump in the road that is my finger as a sign from the universe that I need to clearly keep practicing, adjusting, and being flexible when life throws me unexpected things. I will say though, even just from one week of getting back into the gym and I didn't even go every day, I went four days last week, I feel so much better already. I'm just feeling much more like myself and I'm feeling much more motivated and excited about the days. I feel like my zest is coming back. So that makes me excited for the future because if I already feel better just from incorporating one thing back into my routine, I just, I know it's going to pay off in like a year from now. And I'm sure there will be many more bumps in the road in the next month, two months, six months, year, but that's life. And I'm going to work on my reactions to stuff like that because I get very discouraged very easily when stuff sort of messes up my plan. All just things that I can work on and I'm so happy to be feeling better. This episode was like a lot longer than I anticipated. I feel like I was going to have nothing to talk about. Um, I do want to do monthly favorites on these episodes. I used to do Friday favorites on my Instagram stories where I would share something every Friday that I was loving. So I think I'm going to do that on here monthly on these little chit chat episodes. And the first favorite that I'm going to talk about is the Trader Joe's Sparkling Water. They have a raspberry lime flavor and a blueberry lemonade flavor that is just out of this world. Like, if you like carbonated water, the crispiness of the carbonation is perfect. The flavors are delicious. They're perfectly tart yet sweet. They're so good, like ice cold. I'm obsessed with them. Um, but I did say I'm drinking a Spindrift today. I did not get to go to Trader Joe's this week. Spindrifts have also been hitting. They're a little bit different. I think they have like a little bit of uh, juice in them. This one is lemon. Yeah, the ingredients are just carbonated water and lemon juice. This one's also good. I would say it's not quite as carbonated as this Trader Joe's sparkling water. So if you have a Trader Joe's near you, I would recommend hitting that up to grab a can of their sparkling water. Not the bottle. They come in bottles too, but I think the can makes it colder and crispier. All right, second monthly favorite are matching sets. Being that I work from home, I don't put normal clothes on day to day, but it's one of those things when I just stay in my pajamas that makes me not feel great. So if you get yourself some matching sets, like sweat sets or like comfy clothes today I have on, it's like a pair of joggers with like a cropped long sleeve top. It's still comfortable, but it makes you feel a little bit more put together and presentable. And I feel like it's helping my mental health. <laughs> 
I recently got a really cute set from Target. It's like a hoodie in matching sweatpants. So possibly check out Target or just Google like comfy matching sets. I'm sure you'll find stuff. And the last monthly favorite that I'm going to hit you with is a quote. I saw it the other day and I was like, dang, that's good. And it is, perfection is the enemy of progress. When you're so focused on being perfect, sometimes you don't get stuff done. I feel like perfection and procrastination go hand in hand. Like, I will constantly put stuff off because I'm afraid I'm not going to do it like up to par. But the best way to show up consistently in your own life and make progress in things is to not be so worried about being perfect. Maybe an unpopular opinion, but I personally think it is more worthwhile to half-ass stuff consistently than to be perfect inconsistently. If you take working out, for example, like I would much rather work out for like 15 minutes every other day than to get like one really good lift in once every other week. You feel me? So with that, I will end it here. Um, let me know if you guys like a longer episode or if you like to keep them more around like the 20 to 25 minute mark. I feel like that's usually what I try to do. If you have any thoughts, opinions, or questions on this podcast, you can find me at goodhumanpod on Instagram or at abby underscore wellner. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with me and listening. It truly means the world to me, all of you guys that listen to this podcast. So thank you. This Thanksgiving, I am very thankful for you. This Thanksgiving and every day, I am thankful for you. <laughs> Love you guys lots. And until next time, see ya. P.S. I hope you guys know that every time I say that, I like physically throw up a peace sign just so you can get the visualization. Okay, bye.